Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 89, verses 1 through 18. I will sing of your steadfast love, O Lord, forever. With my mouth I will proclaim your faithfulness to all generations. I declare that your steadfast love is established forever. Your faithfulness is as firm as the heavens. You said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to my servant David. I will establish your descendants forever and build your throne for all generations. Let the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness and the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies can be compared to the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord, a God feared in the counsel of the holy ones? Great and awesome above all that are around him. O Lord of hosts, who is as mighty as you, O Lord? Your faithfulness surrounds you. You rule the raging of the sea. When its waves rise, you still them. You crushed Rahab like a carcass. You scattered your enemies with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours. The earth also is yours. The world and all that is in it, you have founded them. The north and the south, you created them. Tabor and Hermon joyously praise your name. You have a mighty arm. Strong is your hand. High your right hand. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. Happy are the people who know the festal shout, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. They exult in your name all day long and extol your righteousness, for you are the glory of their strength, but your favor, our horn, by your favor our horn is exalted. For our shield belongs to the Lord, our King to the Holy One of Israel. Jeremiah chapter 33, verses 14 through 26. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. For thus says the Lord, David shall never lack a man to sit on the throne of the house of Israel, and the Levitical priests shall never lack a man in my presence to offer burnt offerings, to make grain offerings, and to make sacrifices for all time. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord, If any of you should break my covenant with the day and my covenant with the night, so that day and night would not come at their appointed time, only then could my covenant with my servant David be broken so that he would not have a son to reign on his throne, and my covenant with the ministers, the Levites. Just as the host of heaven cannot be numbered, and the sands of the sea cannot be measured, so I will increase the offspring of my servant David, and the Levites who minister to me. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Have you not observed how these people say, 
the two families that the Lord chose have been rejected by him, and how they hold people in such contempt that they no longer regard them as a nation. Thus says the Lord, Only if I had not established my covenant with day and night and the the ordinances of heaven and earth, I would reject the offspring of Jacob and my servant David and not choose any of his descendants as rulers or the offspring of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For I will restore their fortunes and will have mercy upon them. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, verses 41 through 48. Peter said, Lord, are you telling this parable for us or for everyone? And the Lord said, Who then is the faithful and prudent manager whom his master will put in charge of his slaves to give them their allowance of food at the proper time? Blessed is that slave whom his master will find at work when he arrives. Truly, I tell you, he will put that one in charge of all his possessions. But if that slave says to him, My master is delayed in coming, and if he begins to beat the other slaves, men and women, and to eat and drink and get drunk, the master of that slave will come on a day when he does not expect him, and an hour that he does not know, and will cut him in pieces and put him in with the faithful, unfaithful. That slave who knew what his master wanted, but did not prepare himself or do what was wanted, will receive a severe beating. But the one who did not know and did what deserved a beating will receive a light beating. From everyone to whom much is given, much will be required. And from the one to whom much has been entrusted, even more will be demanded. morning and welcome to the 10th Wednesday after Pentecost. This morning's readings, um, well the, the gospel one is kind of odd, but it follows from from uh, Sunday, in fact I remember reading it. Um, but we still have Psalm 89, we'll switch out tomorrow I, I think. And then a reading from Jeremiah, uh, the prophet Jeremiah, and um, if there's a theme it's this, you know, do what is right and um, Otherwise, um, God will want to have nothing to do with you. Um, and the one from the Gospel of Luke was, it made me think that it was, um, it was um, this one about finances that gets confused, but it's not. I had to double check. Um, and it's confusing because um, they, Jesus has just told a parable, and Peter's like, um, is this for us or for like everybody? Because Jesus has elsewhere said, look, you know, for everybody I speak in parables um, and their meaning is hidden. And the point of that is to, um, you know, avoid persecution until the proper time. Um, but also to like, you know, to not, you know, throw pearls before swine. If you don't want to hear it, you won't hear it. You won't understand the message. But if you do, you know, it doesn't take that much effort to decipher, you know, the 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 moral of the tale. And we don't know what that one is just from this reading, but the Lord gives another parable, a similar one. And the master is away and his slaves are there to do whatever they're supposed to do. And he says, well, there's different kinds of slaves. There's one kind of slaves, kind of slave um, who when their master doesn't come back when he's supposed to, just starts acting like an asshole. He beats up the other slaves, he drinks and gets drunk. When the master returns, that slave is going to get the shit beat out of him and then get cut into pieces and 
buried and sent down to hell. Another kind of slave um, will do what's expected of him. Um, but if uh, if they do what expect, it's what's expected of them, but if they don't prepare themselves, the punishment will be lighter. And that's what doesn't totally make sense because I don't, I don't know where that other character was in the parable. Um, you know, they didn't prepare themselves or do what was wanted, but they'll receive a severe beating. Um, the, um, the, the point of the parable seems to be, um, look, you know what's expected of you. Do the things that are expected of you, even if you don't know when I'm coming back. Um, because this is a, this is a parable uh, to illustrate a point that he's making in Luke 12 about the end of times, when the Son of Man will come back. And uh, we've just heard about the thief in the night who's going to come, and you know, if you knew the time and hour of the thief coming, blah, blah, blah. And so Jesus is saying, uh, he's foreshadowing to when he's going to be gone, when he ascends to heaven uh, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Um, the church and Christians, nobody knows when they're when Jesus is coming back. And if we use that time, if we abuse uh, the things that we are given, um, if we beat one another up or we drink and get drunk, um, and we yet know what we're supposed to do, um, what we what God wants us to do, and we don't do it, there's a higher burden. We'll be more severely beaten than those who had no idea, than those who, you know, will say never heard the gospel or something. If they um, didn't know um, and they didn't do the right thing, they, they may be punished, but not as severely. If you did know, however, that, that punishment is going to be more severe because the burden of responsibility is all the higher. And frankly, when I, when I read this, I was thinking about um, Christians that really supported Trump despite being a very unsavory character um, uh, contrasted with um, many of those same Christians being very unsupportive of Obama, either because he was a Democrat or perhaps subconsciously because he's black. Um, I mean, Trump had multiple wives, multiple affairs, um, does not, never has claimed to be Christian himself, um, but they want something out of him. They should know better. They should know better than to um, act in ways that defame God through you know, their endorsements, I guess. Um, especially after, you know, the Access Hollywood tape and everything else. Um, it makes me worry for Christians who have forgotten the point of the gospel and their identity as Christians has become something other than what it was supposed to be. It's supposed to be, I think, uh, instructions and, and guidance for how we live and not to be imposed upon others through, you know, political processes that put people in power that help us get things that, that we want that maybe God is not as, you know, jazzed about. Um, or, you know, people who do violence. Uh, and the same thing could be said of Christians in the military. 
um, without much of an understanding of what the military um, is, in fact, uh, uh, like to be, to, to live in it and to experience it. Um, you know, people, the same argument can be said that Christians should know that they aren't supposed to do violence. Um, and those who do violence are all the more um, culpable and will face a more severe punishment when Jesus returns. And I think that's a fair assessment. Um, the point of it being um, that God um, God expects us to, God gives us a certain amount of autonomy, responsibility, and to abuse that um, after we know what God wants of us and from us to um, to take advantage of that or to you know to leverage it as power over others and abuse them or or uh, to take privilege and advantage of it and get drunk um, that 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 the passage this morning is a warning against um, forgetting what God wants us to do and we should be doing without you know somebody looking over our shoulder. Prayer for Quiet Confidence from the Book of Common Prayer. O God of peace, who has taught us that in returning and rest we shall be saved, in quietness and in confidence shall be our strength. By the might of your Spirit lift us, we pray, to your presence where we may be still and know that you are God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for pew-pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.